from WBEZ Chicago and the hope of dawn. This is Pleasure Town. Around the turn of the last century, a group of folk built their dream, a town where happiness was the main objective. But, as history has shown, the sun sets on us all. So, drift away and join us as we pull back the curtain on Pleasure Town. Leadership was hard enough when it was the both of us. Can't imagine the pressure when it was just you. Didn't feel much pressure, to be honest. Too sloshed to feel much of anything. Yeah, it's probably best. All there was to feel was the suffering of the people. I know that's something you took on yourself. That's why you became such a broken man. Indeed. And all the while, the wind kept blowing tearing down our town. It was a destruction that no nail or screw could fix. We had to wake up from our stupors, else watch helplessly as our community was buried alive. Nobody asked me if I'd like to be born. And if I had to say, frankly, I probably would have said, blow it out your ear. Not for me. Too much trouble. Too much work. Yeah, there's pleasure. But it's just a distraction. Way to occupy your time until you up and die. And it's fleeting at that. Everyone is always trying to take it away from you. Knock you down from your high. So you end up like me. The pickled mayor of a crumbling settlement. I have to say that I agree. Buy you a drink? (laughs) With whose money? Right. Money. I haven't seen a dollar since. Well, since I last saw you. You okay? Look at me. I'm great. Same old Claudius. Having the time of my stinking life. Oh, careful there. Gravity ain't what it used to be. Let me help you up. Cyrus. You look as worn as a year old cow patty. I imagine I do. Life without walls tends to take its toll. So what brings you to bothering me? Run out of scraps in the tent town? I had a dream. A terrible dream. You sure you were sleeping? No. I'm not. A coyote was running through town. Chasing after a butterfly. It grew as it ran. Knocking down doors, busting through walls. At the end, it was so big... A single swing of its tail would level a house. Can I get some of what you've been smoking? People were dying, Claude. Our people. Crushed under the rubble. But to be honest, the death seemed what bothered me. It was the end that shook my soul. What? Jesus come down from high on heaven and 
speak to you himself? No. Just you and me. Standing on the edge of town. Like nothing happened. Only a fool would have such a foolish dream. We're both the fools here. We abandoned our calling. And for what? In a stupid fight? It ain't today or tomorrow. It's both. It's the balance. And it might be too late to fix it, but... We damn well better try. Sigh. You know I'm a gambling man. And the odds of salvation look pretty pitiful to me. But I'm not one to fold. So how about that drink? dust on the doctor's chair. To anyone else, this would be a sign of absence, like my daddy's chair after he left. No one dared sit in it, either thinking that would be the moment he came back or thinking if mama saw us in the chair, she'd cry again. So daddy's chair became a thing to walk around and the dust just grew and grew. But the dust on the doctor's chair isn't sad. It's a happy mark. Like when you etch your height on a doorpost. The chair is her do-not-disturb chair. The place where she'd go when she'd need to shut the world out and soldier through whatever worry she'd chosen for that day. But since Carl's passing, she and I have grown into each other. we found trust. Love outweighs loss. Touch, not isolation, holds comfort. So she doesn't sit in a chair anymore. Instead, she sits with me. I've seen this before in my visions. Always in the future, it waited for me. A simple promise that she and I had better days ahead. And now that promise is fulfilled. As I stand and look at the dust, the vision is slowly turning into history. And I start to tear up. I cry partly because I'm happy, but... Partly because I'm scared. As good as this vision made me feel, it was the only vision from our future I allowed myself to see. There is some comfort in knowing what will come, but life is uncertainty, and I wanted life. I could not live if living was simply fulfilling, ever pulling my visions into the present. So the chair was the only vision I allowed myself. If ever I needed reassurance from me or from my beloved doctor, my Josephine, I would pull myself to this moment. Now the moment has passed and our future is wholly unknown to me. Each moment is a gamble. My first surprise is Josephine. She steps into our living room and finds me in a silent stare. You okay? Yeah. Yes. Um. I'm here. As you always should be, my love. I rush to her and hold her, knowing I'll find the words later. 
A feeling this strong needs time to translate. I want to scream just as much as I want to sing. If only everyone else knew the joy of the unknown. And then came the knock. Hard and terrible. Digging at the wood of our door. I know this knock. I first heard it as a child before I understood that my mind held the future. It scared me then and it scares me now. This knock is entangled in fear and dread and I ran from its power as much as I could, never wanting to know from when or where it came. I allowed myself to forget it but now it is here and I am frozen and my beloved moves to open the door. gonna need you to come with me, Teach. And why would she do that? Because she's a murderer and she's under arrest. Murder? Sheriff, I'm afraid you have us at a loss. I always known it was one of you two killed that Yankee reporter. Carl, he... That was years ago. I was happy to let it slide on account of a good Yankee reporter is a dead Yankee reporter, but I just can't ignore the law anymore. God won't let it stand, which I know, because he finally told me which one of you is to blame. God is your evidence? I'm sorry, Sheriff, but if that's all you've got, I do believe we're done here. I came for justice, and justice is what I'm going to get. And if you think you're man enough to stop me, you go right ahead. You will not take her, but... But you you can take me. You said it yourself. Could have been either of us. Well, it wasn't her. It was me. God got it wrong this time. I killed Carl. I did it. Well, how about that? A confession. And here I thought I'd have to torch it out of you. She looks to me and smiles, the saddest smile, but my body is still confined. I am locked to the floor and my jaw is clenched tight. The sheriff pulls my love out of our house and drags her off in his wagon. The music I felt only minutes ago is gone and I am left with nothing but a scream. It shakes my mouth open and pulls my body from its prison. I try and run to the wagon, but the wagon is long gone, and the sun hangs directly above me. I wasn't frozen for minutes, but for hours. Half the day passed while fear held me still. Tears surge from my eyes and fall off my cheeks, but they do not fall on the dust of the road. The dust is gone. The road is gone. And so is Pleasure Town. And now I stand in nothing. And through the nothing comes the brightest bright. A thousand suns with white rays that pierce right through me. The light folds and turns and forms into a person. A frightening, glowing man hovering over me. And then it speaks my name. You comfy back there? Didn't think so. Made sure to tie those ropes extra tight. And I 
apologize that I couldn't find a proper gag. Had to use that dirty rag. There's a job, though, don't it? You know, back when I was living down in the Delta, we get cockroaches in the summertime. Big ones. Did you know they can fly? At least down there they do. Gave people the heebie-jeebies. Not me, though. I liked catching them and crushing them. That crunch they made when I got them under my boot gave me the tickle. Not many cockroaches here in Oklahoma. Too dry, I guess. You know, all this dirt. Dirt as far as the eye can see. But that don't mean we don't got our share of pests, too. Wouldn't you agree, sir? Anyway, I hope you're up for a walk. This wagon is only going to take us so far. I got to pick up some supplies, and then we're going to have to hike a bit. You good for a hike, sir? Good, good. Now, my old boy Ezekiel told me you got a secret. I like secrets. Let's say we play a game. Let's see if I can guess your secret. Ezekiel said you and that reporter Carl were more than friends. But that ain't no secret now, is it? Everybody knew that. Didn't hide that too well, did you? Uh, but you were so much better hiding other things. Yes, sir, you had your cards real close. But guess what? I'm pretty good at poker. I can read a face as easy as reading the Bible. Oh, yes. Ezekiel is laughing in my ear now. He knows what's coming. He knows I know. We know. Oh, yes. We have pests here in Pleasure Town. And our biggest roach is a woman. Didn't think I knew, did you? I know a lot. Ezekiel tells me everything. He whispers in my ear. He speaks for God. He delivers the messages to me. He delivers the word. What you are? Well, it's sickness, isn't it? Gotta be something wrong with you to live the life you've lived. Physician should have healed thyself. But I guess you never did, just... Kept walking down that path of sin, making things worse. Couldn't just dress the way you did, present yourself the way you did. You had to surround yourself with filth, with that, that Angie gal. What's that, Ezekiel? No, just the doctor. How am I supposed to know? You said get the girl, so I did. I got her. Well, how am I supposed to know which one? Damn it, Ezekiel. Ezekiel says I'm supposed to nab Angie. Oh, boy, didn't realize I only got your sorry hide. He wants me to turn around, but she loves you, don't she? I'm sure she'll come looking for you. Try to save you. Speaking of saving, you weren't too good at saving your old boyfriend, were you? Carl was pretty good at his job. Too good if you ask me. Made it hard for me to do mine. Thankfully, he burned up real quick. Surprised myself with that one I did. Didn't think the fire'd take out so much of the town. That was just 
a bonus. Silence Dad, Snoop, and welcomed chaos. Chaos that required law to establish order. My law. My order. Oh, yeah. It was a sight to see him clutching that totem of you as he screamed your name. Josephine! Josephine! Oh, his skin bubbling, his screams turning into a goggle. Ezekiel and I just stood by the shed and watched. Watched as I licked Ezekiel's fangs and that tickle crept all the way from the base to the top of my spine. And I laughed. Oh, yes, I did. I laughed, and Ezekiel howled, and we had ourselves a good time. I know people have been pretty nervous. A cold case will do that to you, and that's a shame. I hate having things weigh on people's minds. I don't mean no harm, except for all those people who deserved it. Now that I got you and... Now that I'm judge, jury, and of course, executioner, Pleasure Town will be able to rest easy tonight. All the roaches crushed under my boot. Oh, yeah. And they'll have me to thank. Me. Mayor Deuteronomy. on my voice. What? What's happening to me? Can you understand me now? I... I guess so. Good. I wasn't exactly sure how this would work. It's like stepping into a merry-go-round. Only the merry-go-round is a tornado. And you're in the eye of the storm. That's the funny thing with time... Even though you know when something should happen, you still don't know the how. Who? Where? What is going on? Why can't I see you? All worthy questions. You cannot see me because there is nothing of me to be seen. The rest of your questions will have to wait. For now, I imagine you'll want a sip or two of the doctor's bourbon... Steal your mind against the pain that's sure to come. So, I'm hearing voices and they're telling me to drink. Almost. You're hearing one voice, and it's a voice you know. We would share a cup of coffee every once in a while. It can't be. There will be a lot of impossibilities today, dear Angie. Might as well get used to it now. Shaman John? Yes, that was my name. And since nothing's told me different, I guess it still is. But you... you're... 
passed on, yes. But I did not make the full transition, neither to reward or judgment. Thus I linger in the between. Bourbon, dear Angie, bourbon. Wait, the sheriff, he, he took... I have to save her. Yes, you will. That's the purpose of this conversation. We will stop the sheriff. But before we do, you must know how it has to be done. And for that, you need a clear mind. Please drink. Forgive me, but I don't feel as if I can trust the bodiless voice of a dead acquaintance. Quite fair. But look at it this way. You can either continue to stand in the middle of the road appearing as if you are talking to yourself. You can rush after the sheriff and surely get yourself arrested. Or worse. Or you could head back into your home, pour yourself a stiff drink, and hear what I have to say. Fine. I know we've yet to cross the threshold of trust, but I trust that this will come in time. In the meantime, there's a bit of ground to cover. Is that okay? Any way I can stop you? Not really, no. Then go right ahead. After I died... Well, that's not the best of beginnings. You've heard of my legend. Devil took my heart. Shiner gave it back. Pleasure Town does love its tall tales. This one happens to be true. And the beast has been on my heels ever since. Never could figure out why I was so important. Now at least I've got a guess. Why then? After I died, heaven, or whatever waits for us, was a step away. But once you depart the confines of time... You can see beyond yourself, beyond your memories. At least, I could. And I saw that Pleasure Town had become a playground for the beast, and the sheriff was a tool of his destruction. So the sheriff is evil. That was your big revelation? Cute, but no. It's not the sheriff's transgressions that brought me back. There are many men who love blood more than breath. The danger is what lies behind. And what is that? The devil is using him. But for what I do not know. No, you don't get the courtesy of I don't know. The love of my life, my dear companion, is living the last moments of her life in anguish and fear. If you're going to beat the drum of good and evil, then certainty is all you're allowed. Knowledge does not beget understanding, my dear Angie. While I have been combing through time, piecing together our enemies' moves, I have yet to grasp the meaning behind them. Then comb again. I can't begin to understand your new bodiless life, but seems to me you're not forced to go from one minute to the next. Well, kind of. Kind of? I can visit the full history of those who are connected to me, but once I step back in, as I have done now, it seems I only have the one chance. 
And this was a lesson I learned with you. What do you mean? I gave you the future. Reached inside your mother's womb and opened the untouched door. You... You did this to me? I played my part. Not sure if I actually chose you, but such is the mystery of time. But then I heard your pleas. After the girl with the golden ringlets and pink taffeta dress, you asked for the visions to be taken away. I tried. I truly did. But I could not step into that moment again. So here we are. Here we are. Have you come to believe me? I have chosen to try. That is good enough. Although I cannot speak of the devil's schemes, there is one thing I am sure of. The sheriff's time has come. How do you know? Look for yourself. Tomorrow does not hold him. Assurance both of his end and our victory. You're right. He's gone. The town feels... Brighter. Yes. Such a warm sensation. But... Wait. Where... Where am I? That is the last of our discussion. One truth that death has brought me is you cannot just kill a pawn of the devil. As are many things in the world, a single act will not hold true. How then? I'm afraid such things are as simple as a scale. A life for a life. If one life is to be removed, another must go as guardian. A gatekeeper, if you will. You mean me? Yes, my dear. That's why tomorrow does not hold me. I do believe so. I, I, I can't leave Josephine. As long as the sheriff lives, neither of you are safe. You have to know that this, at least, is true. How long will I have after... After I... It's not instantaneous. You'll have a bit to say goodbye. And then I'll be like you? You will be able to speak to the living. But beyond that, I am unsure. Well, that's that then. Future can't be wrong. So tonight we dance with the devil. Doesn't sound like the best last night alive, but it does not want for interesting. Few things in your life have, my dear. Shaman, that's the most sensible thing you've said yet. Pleasure Town will return in a moment. Now I'm gonna untie you, but don't try running or yelling. It won't do you much good. In fact, it just make it more fun for me. Anyway, here we are. Not much to look at, I know, but it's my special place. I like to come here and think and judge and bury. Didn't think I was the first. 
Lots of sinners in Pleasure Town. But you ought to first not to be begging and groveling like a coward. I'll give you that. Found an odd piece, now that I know what's to happen. Perhaps because I know there's nothing I can say to stop you. Good to see you know your place. Too bad you couldn't have figured that out earlier. I've always known myself. Complicated, though I may be. Well, things are about to get a lot simpler for you. Got that itch starting at me, which means the takeo can't be too far behind. Where you want it. Where do I want what? The knife. The throat probably hurts less, but the heart is kind of poetic, don't you think? Nothing feels better than serving the Lord, does it, Ezekiel? I'm afraid you know not whom you serve. See, Ezekiel, I told you she'd come just like the good little dog she is. Josephine, you all right? Seen better days. You shouldn't be here. No other choice, I'm afraid. I love you. This will be over soon enough. Sure will, as God is my witness. God has nothing to do with it, little man. Quite the opposite, in fact. You... Shut your mouth, woman. Never felt an itch like this. Like a shock running through my spine. Digging into my brain. Oh ye, oh ye a little faith, thou art sinners, each of you, committing acts of unspeakable sacrilege. With every breath you take, you offend me, and so I must suffocate you. Cease your breathing. In the blight you inflict upon this world, this world. This world will be mine, and you cannot stand in my way. It is laughable to see you try a simple mortal. Yes, you might have a gift, but to an entity like myself, that gift is as powerful as a whisper in the midst of a thunderclap. My gift has nothing to do with what must be done tonight, beast. Ah, so you know me. Of course, I do go by many names. Satan, Beelzebub, Ezekiel. Angie, what? In a bit, my love. Ah, yes. Your love. Please, express your affections while you still can. For your time left is brief. Hold strong, Angie. When the beast threatens, the beast is scared. Hello, shaman. Have you come to move your pawn? Unlike you, I'm not here to beguile. Angie acts on her own free will. Wait, shop shaman? Shaman John? Try to figure out how to explain it, but blunt is all I got. Shaman John started talking to me after you left. And now I have to kill the sheriff. One shot, between the eyes. Surely the shaman told you about the sacrifice. That one death requires another. Do you have the courage to leave your lover a widow? What is he talking about? Can't just kill the sheriff. Have to kill him and follow him over. Keep him from coming back. Angie, you're not making any sense. Yes, Angie. Am I just another apparition? 
A specter of your fevered mind. Hold strong, Angie. They called you a witch. And they were right. Your mother cast you out. And she was right. They were all right to fear you. To abandon you. Hold strong, Angie. Josephine, she did not run to you. She ran from Carl. You were merely an opportunity, a tool to help her further mask her identity. What you see as love is actually nothing more than exploitation. Hold strong, Angie. If a bullet will work, I imagine his knife will do just as well. Josephine, no! In a life, it is easier to kill again. That... that was mercy. Whatever brings you peace, Doctor. What did you do? What had to be done? <laughs> but you... you don't know. I do, my love. I already feel it. You were my everything. And I could not, would not live without you. If you died, I would die. So I might as well die and save you the trouble. You beautiful fool. Josephine? Josephine! Is this what it feels like? What, my love? The visions. Time. It's unraveling before me like a long, thin quilt. Oh, how sad you must have been to know all this. How sad and strong. You... You are... You are. Josephine. (laughs) Follow her. If I leave... You can come back later, right? Just follow her and make sure she's safe. Do whatever you can. I shall try. Oh, Sheriff, you were so eager to be the messenger that you didn't stop to consider the message. I thought it was God. God was talking to me, but the devil... The beast speaks the scripture as good as anyone. I see that now. And I see a path to a white stone. But I don't see any light. Where's the light? For some, there's no certainty where the garden path will lead. I'm 
dead. Because you were alone. But go. You're done here. The pain you caused is in the past. Um. Sorry. Our dealings are done, Beast. Your agent has been silenced forevermore. Though I have suffered a great loss, too. This is true. You couldn't have chosen a better guardian. True. She is uniquely prepared for the work ahead. Do you recall what you once said to me? That all life is wandering and finding and dealing, and moving on. I remember it like it was yesterday. Because it was yesterday. Just as yesterday is today. And tomorrow is today. All is today. Yes. I have noticed that the sands of time are but one grain here. That all existence is within my grasp. But your words, devil, they have stuck with me, seared into my mind like the scar you carved into my chest. And what do you make of my words, dear shaman? I make of it that evil is wise, though misguided. For you are right. Life is about swallowing the shards of glass you are fed and willing oneself to digest despite the pain. But the moving on is not an act of forgetting. It is about making your pain a part of you, carrying it with you and healing through the sharing of this pain. So wise, shaman. Life must appear quite fruitful to you. I have seen much pain and dealt with much hurt. From the self-excommunication to the loss of my beloved Shiner. Ah, yes. Your love. Now you shall be reunited, I take it. The battle is over. And the war is won. I am ready for that white stone path. The light, she calls out in harmony, like a choir. Ah, but for someone so wise, who can see all time as a moment, you are so blind. How do you mean, beast? (laughs) Out with it, devil. The sheriff was but the first shot fired. I have been busy, planting seeds, tending my garden that is Pleasure Town. Do not speak in riddles, beast. What do you mean, planting seeds? There have been more who served me than just the sheriff, dear shaman. You may have taken my knight, 
But there still are many pieces on the board. <sighs> then I shall go back. I shall find the splinters of wickedness and root them out. But your love, your shiner. Ah, yes. But eternity is a moment that encompasses all. So I will wait for our reunion both forever and not at all. In the meantime, I will go back. Back to the genesis of Pleasure Town. And I shall put an end to the rot that you have sown. You're a hero, Shaman. And a hero is always a fool. But go, as futile as your efforts may be. The town is its people. And we saw thousands, tens of thousands. Most just passed through. But there were many who called Pleasure Town home. We tried to build Eden. Should have known that would attract the devil. But evil comes in many forms. Which ain't to say it was all darkness. For every hangover, we had half a dozen shots. And every nightmare was followed by the dawn. Our calling was once to build a town. Now, it's to share its stories. everyone this is Aaron and this is Keith we have finally reached the end of season one thank you to everyone who has listened all the way through uh, we hope you enjoy have enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed putting it together oh my goodness I can't believe it's over <laughs> but Pleasure Town is not over uh, this is what? right end of season one we've got a lot of uh, stuff planned for 2015 first and foremost season two we hope to have that out sometime in May May is, is when we are anticipating the premiere of season two, but I know you're you're probably thinking right now, oh no, I, I can't wait that long for new Pleasure Town stories. Fear not, dear listener, for there are other stories that we shall share between season one and season two. That's right. Some sort of standalone stories. We've got a mini arc that we're planning, just an opportunity to, number one, expand the legend, but also the uh, write an episode contest, which we had so many submissions. Thank you so very much. Oh my goodness. Thank you all so much for your wonderful submissions for the write an episode contest. We have so many talented people out there listening to the show. It's unbelievable. Absolutely. And some of those people will get the spotlight for this between the season content. We actually need a word for that, but we'll figure that out later. Hey, if you have a word for what we should call content that happens between season one and season two for episodes that premiere, it's not part of season one or season two, please send that along to us. Email us at our email, pleasuretownshow at gmail.com, because we've been racking our brains for a, a buzzword here, right? like webisode, but it's not a webisode. Things on the web, so... Yeah. And actually, the epa is the part that makes it, you know, the, the serial, the one after another. 
Also, of course, podcasts are a word of mouth game. If you haven't given us a rate and review on iTunes, please do that. Uh, share us on, on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on both of those social media engines. Twitter is Pleasure Town. Okay. And Facebook, just search for Pleasure Town. Real quick, just to go back to the write an episode contest, we will be announcing those winners uh, in early January. Aaron and myself and our wonderful intern, Emily. We are all sitting down and reading those over the holidays. We cannot wait to drink some eggnog and sit in front of the fire like the family that we are and read these submissions. So thank you all for, once again, for, for turning those in. We will be announcing those at the beginning of January. Speaking of contests, we also have had a contest ongoing throughout all of season one, which is to name the founders of the town. And again, we've had... A, a lots of submissions on that and it was a tough call for Keith and I we actually came down to the wire on a couple of different names uh, but we actually have chosen those names and uh, we're going to share them with you now Keith would you like to go first yes I will my name comes from Fred Cremo thank you so much Fred for turning in the last name for Claude and it is Claude Ledoux it is a different spelling than the French spelling it is I believe L E. D-U-E. Correct. There we go. I am not the best spell in the world, but there you go. And neither is Claude, so it's all okay. Claude Ledoux is Claude's last name. Aaron, for you. My last name came from Richard Izzo, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not, then uh, I'll buy you a drink. Cyrus G. Hobbs. And both Richard and Fred had some really great reasoning behind these last names, and we'll be posting that on our website or on Facebook somewhere. It'll be out there, but that content will be out as soon as this episode is out, so you can go to our website and find it. Yep. Yep, you'll see at PleasureTownShow.com, which is our website. Uh, we'll post something when you hear this episode that will honor Cyrus and Claude's last names and, and recognize both Richard and Fred for their contributions. So so go and check that out, www.PleasureTownShow.com. And even though the last name and the Submit an Episode contest are over, there is still lots of ways for you to join the story. You can throw story ideas, a lot of stuff out there. Pleasure Town is ever-growing. So if you have something that's been tickling your mind, you want to give it to us, go to PleasureTownShow.com and click uh, Join the Story. Yeah, we love, like, drawings, especially. I'm just like, I really want to see more drawings. I want to see more art. So send along that artwork that you got. I mean, you got all of Season 1 now. You get what's going on here. Give us some more of that art, and we will share it like gangbusters, because that's how we are here. Again, thank you so much for riding along with us on this journey. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoy what's coming forward. And we hope, honestly, someday to give each and every one of you a big hug, because that's how we feel. Exactly. Stay tuned. More to come in Pleasure Town. Dum-dum-dum. This episode of Pleasure Town was written by Aaron Cahoe and Keith Ecker and performed by Jillian Ray, Dana Norris, Don Hall, Josh Zagorin, and Paul Friedman. Direction and sound design by Joe Dassault. Our interns are me, Emily Modaf, and Allison Agumakun. Original music was composed and performed by River Rising's Megan Diger and Tim Hazen and engineered by Colin Ashmead Bobbitt. Pleasure Town is a part of the WBEZ Podcast Network. Discover more excellent shows at wbez.org slash podcasts.
At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.